Welcome to the Art and Life podcast, where we discuss art, life, and the philosophy behind both. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. Join me as I interview creatives of all kinds and learn what makes them tick, how their process works, what they go through, what they feel. Hopefully you get as much inspiration out of this as I do, so strap in and let's go for a ride. So here we are. I'm about to interview Kevin Cameron. Now Kevin is the younger brother to Kyle and Corey. Corey we heard from last week and Kyle was the first interview of the Cameron brothers. Now Kyle and Kevin are in a band together. Kevin plays the bass. He, uh, he also does a lot of the writing in terms of the lyrics, and I really am excited to dive into that with him. Um, yeah, this is cool. It's sort of a, uh, an experiment in creativity, talking to them about what makes them tick from you know all the three different spots in their birth lineup. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. And just so you know, there's a little bit of construction going on down the road, and occasionally I can hear some noise. Hopefully it doesn't come through on the interview too bad. Um, Just so you're aware, be prepared. So without further ado, Kevin Cameron. All right, welcome everybody to the podcast. I'm here with the one and only Kevin Cameron. Hello. The youngest brother of the three Cameron brothers. The third one. That's right. In the studio, (laughs) in the uh, in the wood shack, as Kyle called it. So Kevin is the bassist in the Resonators band that uh, Kyle is also (coughs) in that you heard about a couple weeks ago. Uh, Kevin, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me, dude. I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah, I was literally just listening to Kyle and your podcast, and I listened to Corey's yesterday, so it was kind of funny to see the juxtapose of all the brothers. Yeah. Getting the Camerons. Yeah, exactly. Camerons in the house. Well, I think it's really cool because um, obviously... You guys are very creative. All three of you yeah. are creative in your own ways. And you, you're you like pursuing lives of that. And so it's, for me, it's cool. It's like a little case study. Almost, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I wonder, I've thought a lot about like where that comes from. I and mean, I, my parents were both in theater when they were in college. So that might be, I don't know, part of where our creative branches started. Well, and you guys like sing as a family, right? Yeah, you play music I mean, together honestly, as a, like, yeah. as a group, and you grew up singing. I grew up around a lot of music, and honestly, that was a lot like religious based. Growing up religious, hymns, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, believe it or not, it really just yeah. Totally. Especially as a young little sponge, I really wish I had a. Uh, like play more music, like the church choir. No, but everyone sings. Like you stand up, you have your hymn books under your your okay. pews and you get up and you, everyone sings as a kid and then like all the different primary schools or whatever you go to yeah so you're just always like, singing <laughs> i feel like a lot of people are are like uncomfortable singing you yeah know, like shy or self-conscious and i think that's always that really helped you guys get yeah through that yeah kyle's kyle's always been the guy just like doesn't care get up in front of anyone and start singing uh i've been starting to try to sing a little bit backup vocals um, and that was a big thing for me, watching video footage of myself back. Super uncomfortable, so it's always something I'm trying to work towards. It's like being more aesthetic up on stage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a tough thing, dude. It's like you see yourself as some 
as some way you think you look and then you watch back stuff and you're like oh god <laughs> you know that's that's the funny thing about music is there's that entertainment aspect to it you know right. too especially in the beginning when people aren't just like listening to your stuff online but mostly they go and see your live shows you know right yeah so you're putting on a show so then it's like the outward appearance and the energy and right. those things like have as much to do with it yeah as they ever would i guess yeah exactly of course it's always more about the music but yeah it's always so there's all those little things that you always try to tune up and that's what really is going to make it i feel make you to the next level you know yeah all those things you see the professionals do yeah mm -hmm. yeah one thing when i describe you guys um it's funny and i hope you don't take offense to this but i, I say that you're kind of like uh like <coughs> reggae with the beach boys blended in okay because of the harmonies that you guys do oh yeah like you all sing together that you know um Brock, the drummer, he gets in on it too. Like you guys yeah, all sing, for sure. and you sound good together. And so it's like, I mean, and Kyle was saying it's like reggae funk fusion rock. Yeah, fusion, rock, all these things. punk, and reggae funk is what we call it. But yeah, it's a, it's a eclectic. Yeah, we like to say eclectic but cohesive sound. Yeah, you know, we, I've definitely seen bands that have a little bit too much going on, but we try to keep it streamlined, for the most part. Um, but yes, yeah, we, we've actually just introduced the singing thing. Like, that's real recent. But uh, we've realized Brock, our drummer, has perfect pitch. You know, he, and, and so, like... And he, he loves he, to he, sing, too. Oh, he fucking sings all the time. Yeah. We all sing all the time. It gets annoying, like, to our roommates. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Making up songs and shit about everything, you know. But, uh, but that's the way it goes, you know. That's great. Yeah. But um, I had a question for you. I was going to say, one of the my struggles for is do you ever find it hard to like talk about yourself in like at like in your art shows or or did you ever definitely yeah i think it's a really hard thing to do i that's like the biggest thing for me like after a show i come down off the stage and all i want to do is just like hide like i just wanna, really or yeah or just like you know hang out with my close friends but like there's all these like same instances where you have to repeat over and over and it's really important to the craft i think right and kyle's really good at it brock's really good at it but it's like how did you how do you i think one thing do that, that best yeah one thing that helps me is um like think of it from their perspective uh the person that's coming up and talking to you dude really like one major thing that has helped me in like doing a podcast in um, painting and like expressing myself more in talking on video. Video was really hard for me it's, for a yeah, long time because I would like evaluate myself and I'd look back on it and think that I looked so lame and I sounded so lame right. and all these different things. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a breakthrough that happened for me from the movie Doctor Strange. For real? <laughs> for real. This is like a life altering, uh... Uh, shifting moment that happened for me. <laughs> Watching the movie Doctor Strange. Okay. Doctor Strange, for those of you... Have you seen it? I... I've seen the half of it, I think. Okay. I think I put it on one time and, like, fell asleep or something, but... Okay. Yeah, I remember the beginning. It's pretty... It's a strange one. Like, it's funky. very, like, uh... Well, it goes into the magic world, you know, yep. with superheroes, but yeah. Yep, and then also kind of, like, the Eastern philosophy. Because, oh, yeah. So, basically, Doctor Strange was a doctor, and he was, like, <coughs> super high-paid. He was very in his ego, all mm -hmm. about himself. And then he gets into this car wreck, blows out his hands completely, 
so he can't do surgery anymore. So then it's like this complete destruction of his ego. He goes to like Tibet to find because he heard that there's some place where you can like figure out how to heal yourself. And uh, he works with these like masters, and then then it goes into like the superhero part of it. Right. But um, he keeps on running into these walls throughout the movie, and it's all about his ego. And and then he's standing on the balcony with his master, and she's about to pass away. And that was a spoiler alert. Shit. She she dies. <laughs> she dies. But right before she dies, she says to she looks to him and she says, "It's not about you." Mm-hmm. And then, and like that, hit me so hard, yeah, that's and it's and it stayed with me throughout, throughout. Like, and like thinking about how dumb I sound, how like silly I sound when I say things or whatever, or like, you know, interacting with people and and just everything. Like, in the art, like, hmm. I need to get out of my own way. I need to get out of the way from the message that needs to come through, from the energy that needs to come through, yeah. from whatever. It's not about me. I'm like this little ego, and who like thinks about himself and does. You know, we're all just egos, but it's not so about true. you. Yeah. And then when you think about like you know someone yeah. coming up and talking to you, then you're like, if you can be conscious about how this is more of a something for them to talk. Yes. Yeah. Through you about yes. art that you create. Yeah. Because going to your shows, they're pumped up. You yeah. Know? And they're seeing you, and they're <laughs> feeling inspired, and they're like. You know, maybe I will like pick up the bass and mm-hmm. like mess around with it. So then they come up to you, and they've been thinking about their question that they're gonna ask you for yeah, like, yeah. twenty minutes now, and then they get their one shot to talk to you. Yes. And uh, you know, that's like their magic moment. So yeah, like exactly. you're there to be like to facilitate the music, really. Yeah, and keep it about that. Yeah, I think it's all. It's probably all in, you know, your mind as the musician that they're coming to talk, you know. But it's more about the bigger picture. Yes. Than, yeah. Yeah. Get out of your own way. Yeah. It's always a struggle, man. Totally. But it's cool. I mean, you can take that into like, the actual music creation. And mm-hmm. it's like, what's the bigger thing that needs to be said? Like, what is this all really about? It's uh-huh. not about me. It's right. Like, um, and that's been a big, like a big learning experience in my art and making my art is like what do I want to be saying what do I want to be like expressing and thinking about yeah that's a constant constant thought rolling around huh yeah so Kyle talked a little <laughs> bit about writing and I, I talked to him a lot about his own writing and, and like just content generation yeah and he talks it's really cool how he talks about you and your writing he's he speaks about you as like there's a lot of depth to what you do where he feels like he kind of like does surface level writing maybe more yeah um he has a harder time like diving in deep whereas it sounds like you just do why don't you talk a little bit about that yeah um well i've i've always felt like i've been a pretty strong writer growing up like a lot of in my influences too have been like full of depth atmosphere like brandon boyd anthony green you know really like i like to create um what I like to hear is what I want to create, um, and a lot of time, what I, I like is when there's like a picture painted in your mind, a little bit textual and you know yeah. detailed. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's surface songs too are, you know, have their own beauty. Saying something, like that's something I always struggle with too, is um, saying something with less words. I feel like I sometimes like spend too much time expanding one moment in my writing, you know, when there's easier ways to say something just as beautiful with less words. There's masters of that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I started writing raps in high school. It's like <laughs> starting writing raps. So, uh, and then when I turned 18, um, I moved in with my brother and Eugene and I uh, picked up the bass and never played any instrument and he was in a band at the time that needed a bassist so I just started playing with them and uh, if you want to get good at an instrument quick get in a band that people know that it, what they're doing and try to keep up because <laughs> it's tough but um, yeah I started writing songs at that point and uh, yeah I feel like I, I have a depth but that's that's one thing I love about uh, the band I'm in is that we all lean on each other like heavily um, you know, there's not, it's not one of those bands where there's a, you know, a specific head of, of the band and, like, the creative movement of it. Um, we all bring something new and raw to the table. Um, and that's why I like writing with Kyle a lot, because sometimes I can get lost in, in the details, and he's a bit more big picture and um, service. So when we write words together, a lot of our best songs come from that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And for, I mean, it's, it's gotta be crazy different for you. I mean, you're like, you're the Paul, John, George, and Ringo all to roll into <laughs> one, which I'm sure has its pluses too, because right. with any group project, you know, if, if you're good together, you're good together. But in the bad times, you know, someone's still pulling you down in that way and you only have yourself to worry about, but. Yeah, but it is, I mean, when you can riff off people <laughs> and like, um, complimentary, like creativity is really good and dynamic you know like what you're saying like you get into the like detail and like the the smaller stuff really okay so this is making me think of uh this malcolm gladwell uh he's a writer do you know who he is i have not heard he wrote the tipping point he wrote all these okay. awesome books and then he also does a podcast called revisionist history and he like takes a new look at old things and so then he was looking at um, country music uh, just music in general and like looking at a country music star and finding that like country music and hip-hop actually have something in common and it's that people want to hear individual people's accounts of things you know that's where you get into like atmosphere you know you know exactly who he is and what he's all about and all these like, sure. individual details and then pop music is the opposite that was where you want to kind of like connect with everybody at the same time. So it's like sort of like a, a bird's eye view of things. And yeah. like, these are the things that so we can true. all get with. And um, yeah. And like, and so country and hip hop go the complete other way. And that's where you get songs about like, you know, in country, it's like down and out stuff. Uh, your truck broke down, your dog died, like all these like real mm -hmm. things. You'd never hear about that in pop. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, like, what you guys are talking about is kind of a similar thing where, like, you're more into, like, a, a hip-hop country way of yeah. thinking and writing. Yeah, I mean, I want to I wanna create a story. I love stories. I always have. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think I got that from my dad a lot, too. He's an author, and um, he's written a few novels. But I, I, always lo I remember I asked a lot of questions and loved hearing people's stories as, when I was young. Everyone's got a story. That's the beautiful thing. And uh, if you really listen, you can hear some cool stuff. Totally. But uh, yeah, I was wanted to. I don't know. Create create a music that people can, that specific people can attach themselves to. There's like times I was just listening to a song the other day by Circus Survive, and I've listened to it a hundred times. And it was, it was in the background in my kitchen, and I was like listening to the words, and I 
got a whole new meaning from it. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, I realize what he's talking about now, like, for real. Like, I used to think I knew, but it's definitely not that, so... Something that like a hundred times in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. when you really listen and you're in a different mind space, you can, you know, get something new from it. And who knows? Maybe it's not at all what he's talking about. But to me, I'm like, I'm sure, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing about music. It's a message and everything rolled one. I could talk about music all day long. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it's so different now, the music scene. I mean, not music scene, but like with this whole digital distribution. Yeah. Uh, the, at your fingertips, you have just an incredible amount of music. And you'll never get to all of it. No. Nope. And there's a lot of bad stuff out there, and there's a lot of good stuff, and you got to like search for it now. You know? No. Nope. Back in the day, there's like vetting and like, you know filters through through you know you had to like get to the right people here right and they had yep. to like take a chance on you and there was all these producers but now it's like so indie yeah you can create and send out and get it heard you know right. on the web right do you feel like that creates more opportunity or less opportunity or it's the same just different <clears throat> i think um i mean it's the same thing as us moving down here from Oregon is that it's going to be a more saturated market, but there's more opportunity. And I feel like that's the same way with this distribution now is that yeah. there's more opportunity, but it's going to be oversaturated and you got to do a lot more groundwork. You know, you got to unfortunately hit the medias and uh, word of mouth and play more shows. It's that grassroots feel, you know, everyone helping each other out, yeah. you know, from the ground up instead of one person with money. And I think that's a powerful thing. I think there's a lot of people um, now that can do art and sustain a life, a happy life with doing it. Yeah. Which, you know, back in the day, if you didn't make it, you, were, you weren't making any money, you right. know? Right. So, and then you I get to positive. doing your art. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went through a little bit of a, a almost like a depression about art as soon as I got on Instagram. Because my world before that, my <coughs> art world that I was aware of was like in the galleries that I went to, mm -hmm. in the museums that I went to, in the random like restaurants and stuff. And that was about it. And like, that's the, the art world as I yeah. know it. Those are the people that have quote unquote made it. And then I got on Instagram and all of a sudden I'm like blown wide open. Like, holy shit, there is so much art. There are so many artists that are so good. Yeah. Like, and that that like I just saw so much talent and like amazing ideas and I was just like oh man I don't know if I'm actually that good yeah and like maybe I don't quite have what it takes but then there was like the next step of that was uh like sort of a grounding of like you know what don't worry about anyone else like mm -hmm. you just do what you're doing like keep making your art and everything's gonna flow I feel like it was like it actually it sort of leveled out my my ego about it yeah. too like well like yeah you're like not in competition in you're yeah. just in competition with you exactly anyway back in the day like before internet came about i'm sure there was these athletes in their hometown that's like i'm probably the best at this in the whole wide world and they'll never know that there's like people out there like i'm constantly reminded on the web like seeing videos of like a five-year-old kid just slapping the bass like crazy and you're just like and and you get down and if I feel like if if you can if you're able to turn that around and make it more motivating than anything, I think it's a positive thing as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
you, there's always going to be someone who's better than you yeah. at it and you know and artistically it's it's not about who's better technically it's about who creates a more powerful piece you know yeah. and there's so many more ways to look at that than just technicality you know yeah yeah exactly that you is... always gotta be honing those though you yeah. know well and if you do it all the time you're gonna get <coughs> technically good yeah like anyone who makes a life out of anything is gonna be technically and like skilled and proficient yeah so that if you're practicing like, I, yeah if I, you're giving it all you yeah got. exactly yeah. and practice like i've noticed in my own plane like i feel like i've wasted a lot of time practicing the same way over and over again if you don't like switch up your practice techniques and like have a more organized way of going about things uh i feel like you kind of stay you know you, you plateau easier yeah. do, you, do you feel like you challenge yourself in, in 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 those types of ways like make it harder for yourself yeah to get yeah. the same result well, every project's always different, so it, it, it like, forces me to do that, mm -hmm. and when I'm not, like, yeah, you have to be your own coach, like, what you're talking about, you know, like, yeah, which a, is a the hardest would, part for me, like, that, wi you have to have the willpower, yeah, you know, well, you have to be, like, multiple different people in mm -hmm. yourself, you have to be the, you have to be the bassist, you also have to be the coach, you also have to be the health trainer for mm -hmm. yourself yeah to make sure that you're like staying like healthy and feeling good and feeding yourself well and doing all those things like you have to be a bunch of different people yeah. in one um and that's not always easy yeah because oftentimes it's like yeah but i just want to like play today yeah, <laughs> yeah just want to relax and play music yeah yeah um i was just reading this book i actually went to a thrift store and it was like two bucks and i picked it up it was called how to grow your talent Oh, yeah, <clears throat> it's really interesting. I'm blanking on the author right now. I apologize. Um, but he talks about um, this thing called Mylar. It's I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's pretty much um, called or it's also called white matter. But scientists have um, been able to recognize it. It's pretty much like a coating over your brain signals, almost like um, rubber that you put around a wire to make the the systems shoot faster okay. um, and it's cultivated by like by practicing they've like studied over you know like why are kids in Brazil like always the best soccer players and why you know compared to like when England's putting way more money into their their youth um, and it's they realize it's not genetic but it's that having um, like these kids in Brazil for instance this one metaphor he brought up was that um, were playing with a ball that wasn't that was heavier because they handmade it and on a field that was way smaller so they had to have the foot skills to get around people without the field so these practices that almost like stunted you in the beginning so that when you get out to the real field yeah. um you know you have so much more room to deal with and you still you have the technicality you know from the small field and it's pretty much just about um how the right practice techniques can cultivate that white matter and send signals of your brain faster uh, but it's pretty crazy yeah. crazy stuff yeah so you can set up like you know if you're going to be playing a song so fast then like you should practice it faster than that yeah or or 
so what I've tr I was trying to think of ways that, that I could do that with my own bass playing. So what I made was a track online or a tempo track called the interval tempos that changed like up tempo and then went down and like I would try to play a riff and try to keep with the tempo as it changed on me like nice. randomly. Um, yeah, it's it's hard and I <laughs> I need to do it more often. But I f I feel like that's always a good thing to consciously try to think of uh, for your practice techniques. Um, totally. Yeah. Totally. I did that with soccer a lot. Like I would I was not that good growing up. Um, but then, but I, I feel like I probably trained harder than most people. Yeah. And I would go and like kick a ball against the wall for a long time. I'd just listen to music and then like kick the ball against the wall and like hours and hours and hours of that led to doing the right thing on the field. Right. And it's like, and what it, it totally translates. Like when you do that, when you put in the time and energy when, you know, in practice time, then like you walk differently. I'm sure that when you're practicing regularly, yeah, by yourself doing those interval things, you walk on stage and you're like, yeah, this is this song's a piece of I'm cake. About to now. crush this. Yeah, yeah. And then you can focus on the yeah. energy and the performance of it more. Mm -hmm. It's like that's when you, if you can handle all the lower level shit, then you can start to focus on the high level things. Right. Yeah, and it's it's so easy like. It's always gonna take the same amount of hard work, but man, the tools they have nowadays. Like YouTube, holy moly, dude. I've learned so much stuff off YouTube. Yeah. Since being a kid, like yeah. anything I want, you know, just look it up on YouTube. And if you really give it active listening, you can do whatever you want. Right. You know? It's a beautiful thing. We live in the Matrix. Yeah, dude, we do. <laughs> just plug in. I, I, I watched that movie yesterday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I showed my girlfriend. She had never seen it. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. so worried the whole time because I had like, forgotten how, like, it's pretty cheesy sometimes. Yeah. But I kept looking over and she was like, oh, my goodness. So I was like, I can't. this is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's an awesome movie. Yeah. It's like 20 years ago that came out. Yeah. That's crazy. 95. What? Yeah. Wow. I was just a wee baby. How's <laughs> <laughs> the year I was born? Whoa. Yeah. You're 25 years old. 24. You're 24. Mm -hmm. You're just a baby. I know. <laughs> Everyone says that. I think I hang out with all older people, I guess. Well, you do. I mean, like, Kyle's 28, and then Corey's like, probably 35. <laughs> 35. Or I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, like, when you were talking earlier about stories and how you love stories, I imagine that a lot of that probably comes from having older siblings and, like, yeah. you probably hear a lot of stories all the time. So, like, you're a good listener. Yeah, for sure. Hear stories well, and I'm not a natural-born leader at all. That's why I'm glad I have Kyle, because he is. I think sometimes he doesn't like the responsibility it takes because everyone puts him in that position automatically just it's kind of like a natural thing they're just like oh you know you're the leader and he doesn't like the response but i think he's coming around to it and honing it in uh but that's why we work together as well you know we used to uh growing up he convinced me when i was a freshman he was a senior in high school he convinced me to buy this hundred dollar recording kit online it's like a little uh taz cam um interface and like a little computer program and we every Sunday when we weren't allowed to go hang out with friends on Sunday we grew up LDS so yeah. we would spend every Sunday and make like little beats and like raps and stuff and that I feel like without that I probably wouldn't be where I am today like that really ignited <laughs> ignited my creativity for music and how much I like liked creating it rather than <laughs> just listening or being a consumer of it yeah 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 
I was like, dude, let's play music. You need to learn how <laughs> yeah. to play music. <laughs> yeah, we made this little rap album, Casey and Kev bought. That's pretty sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> Is that available online anywhere? It's on SoundCloud somewhere. I put it on there. I, I can get to it, but yeah, if you guys, if someone out there could go find it on SoundCloud. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, do you ever play, me like, you know, any music instruments? I don't. I feel like I like to sing I, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a thing that I like to do that mm-hmm. I, you know, don't do. But yeah. I like to do it. I feel like you got good control over vocals. We were playing that accents game with you, and you were like incredible at. Oh, I love accents. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're so good. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and yeah, I feel like those kind of go hand in hand sometimes. Yeah. Or just like. Yeah. You know. My dad was a singer in oh, his okay. church, and he, I think he still might be, but. Yeah, so he would always like sing, and I I would kind of sing along. So I got that same type of thing. A tick, yep. sing a tick. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It feels good. Well, you're such a good consumer of music. I like following your playlists. Like you're, mm. you have a good wide range. I always yeah. respect people. I always feel like I connect with people that truly love music. Yes. Right yeah, well, I mean, I always say that like. <clears throat> like what type of music do you like? I don't know. I like the good kinds of music from all genres. Yeah. Like there's really great. I'm not gonna say like all music, but no, <laughs> no, definitely. But there's not. good within each yeah branch. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, and it comes to okay. So like in art school, uh, there you would there's critiques all the time. So, you know, you every for two days everyone <coughs> would have a painting critiqued, and so then like I'd put my painting up. I'd say these are the things I was going for. Uh, these are the things that were challenges. This is what I like about it. And then you'd sit down and everyone would just like talk about it. Hmm. Some of them would destroy it. Some people would praise it. But a thing that I like after like five years, well, I was in college for six years. Let me just say that. <laughs> after six years of college doing critiques, um, like what I got to, the essence of it all is like, is it successful? Like, is a piece of art successful and what makes like liking it or not liking it are sort of irrelevant because those are just subjective ideas from different people and everybody I was gonna say it's like how is it helpful to get those types of critiques I mean I'm sure from people you respect yeah but like but even still even if yeah. you're just going off of what someone you like is how, how someone you personal is likes. art at a certain point you know exactly and so like you have to sort of that's where saying this is what I was going for and these are the challenges, and these are where I, what I see wor- like as working. That people can talk on that level, and then they can say so. Like, I'm not a huge fan of like country pop music, neither. But there's <laughs> certain songs that are really fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, and for what they're going for, you know, they want to make people dance. They want to, you know, get the energy high. They mm-hmm. want to make people laugh a little bit. Like, like. Hell yeah, that's a successful yeah. song. There's a time and place for any type of music. Yes. I truly believe that. I mean, I DJed two weddings last uh, last summer. Nice. And people love country, dude. I didn't want to play any playlists, but the bride, you know, gave me some, and oh, like, yeah. I had to listen to them. And I was like, yeah, these get people going, you know. In they a certain really setting, do. you gotta you gotta add them. Yep. Yeah. And so like every every type of music has its own thing, like what it's successful about. And for Christmas, I made a bunch of playlists for people, and uh, one was for. Uh, my buddies that I grew up with they all have like a certain theme like just the person that you're giving it to is that the theme yeah so I just like went through all my favorite music these days and I had a playlist for each of my cousins my uncle my brother my sister-in-law my fiance everybody 
So as I'd find a song, I'm like, ooh, they would like that one, and they would like that one, and I just add into these different That's songs. That's awesome. Yeah, I just spent That's a whole a good... like an evening making Dude, playlists. I lo- yeah, I've spent so much. I spent hours making playlists, like putting pictures on my playlist. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and then I'll like stand back, I'm like, what am I doing, dude? Like, no one cares. <laughs> but it's fun. You're man. having fun. You're having fun. Yeah, and music is your own world. Yeah, and, like for sure, it's so personal. Yeah, and there's so much good stuff out there. Uh, I've been really into. Um, mixing lately really like producing well cause we're trying to do like our taking own taking tracks and putting them together no no or like just like make, cause we're mixing our own like recording our own demo yeah. ourselves before we hit the studio so we can like really fine tune a lot of things that you know we play all the time but like when you get in the studio and you're actually doing everything step by step there's a lot of things you're like oh what do I actually do here or actually what do I actually want to do here yeah so it's really important for us to like get those things and not waste any time when we get in the studio yeah but I've been like mixing down all our tracks myself nice and it's really really fun and super time consuming like you'll be sitting there and then five hours go by and like you're like I don't like any of this stuff I did but it was it's really it, but it's so it's such a big learning curve right there's the you know the program each program's different and then there's all these branches you can go off of but uh mm-hmm. been listening to all the singles that Tame Paul's been dropping for his new album okay have you listened to any no it's amazing I'll dude. check it out it's so good he's an amazing producer I'm gonna have to listen to one of your your playlists yeah I mean yeah you I got some good ones together for me I got you yeah send me some yeah. Um, music's fun, man. Yeah, music's great. <laughs> music's great. Um, I'm gonna get into a little bit of uh, okay. So you talked about the writing. Who like who were some <laughs> inspirations? But like, what are are there ways that you like extract inspiration or like get inspiration? Like, are there intentional ways? Are you do you have a process? Do you write regularly or is it like sporadic? I've been. Tr- uh, I, you? It's been sporadic lately um but i from everyone i ever talked to it's like you have to write every day even if it sucks yeah. just, you just gotta get some words on the so i've been trying to get in a routine with that um but also the one thing which i'm trying to work on is uh learn guitar so that i can you know because it's hard to write without a melody sometimes oh yeah um, sometimes the best songs we've written are just words that I've written out and then we smash them into a song, you know, and like fit them so they work. Um, and a lot of artists out there work that way. Yeah. The singer will come and then they'll make it work. Um, but I notice that I write a lot better when I have a melody to go to. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to work on some guitar playing, but yeah, I need to, I need to write more. It's hard to get in a routine for me. I feel like that's one of the struggles. I'll get in a routine for like a week and I'll lose it. Right. It slips through my fingers. Yeah, consistency over time yeah. is so hard. How how organized are you in your life? You feel like that's pretty pivotal for Yeah. Well it's it's <clears throat> what I'm having a hard time with right now is um working in like my workouts and my writing. Like I'm doing it as often as I can, but it's only a couple times a week right now, mm-hmm. but because this project that I'm on is just like all ahead full, and so then I'm um, like working 45 minutes away, and I'm like spending long hours, and it's like just really draining. I feel like with a more consistent work schedule, or like when I'm around yeah, that's here, that's the problem like, with us. Yeah, the art, you know, any artist, like you're never gonna have a nine to five, like a yeah. chunk of time where you're working. You know, it's gonna be whenever you need to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wouldn't even want it that way. 
probably. No, me you know? Um, I guess it gets mundane. It does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's challenging. It's definitely hard. It, it's like it's such a commitment. I have to have. I, I do have a bag that I take everywhere with me, like a side bag, and in that my I've got my journal in there, and then my computer, and so uh-huh. then like wherever I'm staying that night, I bring the journal, and I like, you know, I use a planner. Or I need to do it more. I don't use a planner. I use a Google Calendar. Gotcha. Um, and I'm I'm pretty good about that, and I'm like you know set reminders for myself. Yeah, I need I've to got. Do that. I've had to really teach myself to do that. I've all, yeah. It's funny how, like, everyone always tells you, and at least for me in elementary school all the way through high school, it's, like, trying to get it into you that, like, use a planner, like, use a calendar, and, like, I just never, never got to me. I still, like, don't. And I think it's so important to do that, especially in a world that we're living in, you know, trying to, it's important to keep your, keep on top of things, or else you get stressed about it. Right. That's the thing is... What I, I mean, for a long time, I was like, I don't need it. I can, like, remember it. But then I, if I miss things, then I feel like an ass. Yeah. And then you're disrespecting <laughs> other people, and you're missing opportunities. And you're looking unprofessional. You're looking yeah. unprofessional, yeah. Again, it's not about you. It's, like, it's not, yeah. It's not about how... <laughs> like, I used to, I used to wait tables, mm-hmm. and I... I thought I was pretty like sharp and with it and I, I got into the habit of like trying to memorize people's orders. I never write down anything at, yeah. at serving. I'm pretty good at it. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. No, I've made some, as long as I can look at the person's face, like yeah. sometimes I'll have to go out and look at their face and I'm like, you got it. I yeah. got it. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's sketchy, dude. <laughs> it is. You're yeah. like, you're gambling pretty hard. You're gambling if you mess it up, then it's, it's, it's not good. And so then that was one thing that I got to. I was like, I would do that at these restaurants, and then I got hired at this really high-end restaurant, and uh, didn't even think about doing it there because it's like if you fuck like, no, that up, yeah, yeah. that's you're like paying you're paying big time and you're getting fired. Like, yeah, yeah. And they're upset, so it's yeah. like, yeah, it's uh, you know, I guess like writing it down for me is uh, just a way of like getting it out of my mind. Be pretty visual. Yep. Same. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely need to see things them to be clear yeah so I've been t- I'm trying to learn a little more music theory too I think that's gonna help me yeah yeah music's so mathematical oh when you look yeah. at it you're like wow Wh- which which I don't think well art I think it is in the way but I think it's a lot less it can be there's a formula to to music yeah I think color theory has a lot to do with Ooh, what's that music um so color theory is like you take the color wheel and you got your primary colors that are like red and then uh, yellow and blue that are like triangulated across from each other. And then each one of those has a complementary color that's like that it's, it's opposite. So the opposite of red is green. And then the opposite of yellow is purple. Blue is um, orange. Orange. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's like these relationships mm-hmm. between colors and like by, and, and I, I, I mix color to make my murals and paintings right. and whatnot. So like, I'm always finding these like balances, and I think that, you know, and I even talk about them sort of in like a, a painting in uh, musical terms. Like, I'll um, uh, I'll work on a painting in the midtones for a lot of the for the most of the development, and that's where I'll like figure out the shape and structure of it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll bring in like a super dark, and then that's more like that's like the baseline. And then I'll bring in a white as a highlight, and that's like the high notes. And so, like, if you want to so have a good dynamic, yeah, yeah, you need a fully like rounded out spectrum of color 
which color is a reflection of light off of a surface and like something red absorbs everything but the color red so then red comes into your eye and you see that yeah so there's like a range you know and then the color range the light range the light spectrum yeah. is just like the sound spectrum you know and there's like a high to low and yeah so I think there's a lot of yeah there's math and everything hell That's yeah crazy. yeah what do you what do you mean like wh what are you getting into with the math well music? circle of fifths um, is What's a, that? it's it's a um, it's a circle that's uh, guy made way back in the day Really, he was a mathematician, but you know, but people they used to assign notes to numbers, and uh, but now they've they've come up with this circle, and that there's a bunch of things you can do with it. There's so <clears throat> it's kind of confusing. There's a some YouTube videos I've been watching could try to really wrap my head around it. Um, but if you take a note, um, one to the other side, and then this side, and then three to the right are all gonna be. Um, something you can use within the same progression mm. they're all within that that scale of that root note yeah. um, and so once you know that really well there's a bunch of tricks you can use for songwritings um, things that are like cohesive with each other you, that you know you don't have to like think about it anymore you know it's just like yeah. once you get that into your brain so it's important to know well and that is exactly like the color wheel because um, like opposites if you combine red and green, it'll make it into like a gray, or like red. Green will help pop the red. That's actually um, worked at Sherwin Williams for uh, six years, okay. and I I used to be a really good color matcher yeah. and stain matcher, and that's I use that type of stuff all the time. That certain type of colorants will bring a certain thing out. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. And if you go across the color wheel and then one to the right or the left, uh -huh. then it gives. That's uh, called a tertiary color, and so then. Um, well, maybe that's not what the archipoid is called. But anyway, there's a relationship, and there's these relationships between opposites and like like just off from opposite, that like does this really cool balance, and like hmm. you know it's hard to describe in words, but I like you look at my artwork and you can see like I'm that's right. what I'm playing with is like these like relationships mm -hmm. of color with bass and highs, and then that's a painting. Awesome. And I'm sure it's like yeah, writing yeah, like this. Yeah. That's some awesome color. I like those purples. <laughs> We're just looking at paintings. <laughs> right so what you been working on lately? I know I was just listening to your <coughs> podcast, Big Mural Project, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going all good? That. Yep, it's going well. I'll probably have another like three or four weeks. Do you do it all by yourself? Do you have any help? Um, I'm going to hire some artists. I just got my contractor's license oh, in the state of California, which makes... Everything's so much more legitimate, writing contracts, and then I can also hire an employee and like get workers' comp and everything like that. Nice. So uh, I'm going to be doing that, and I'm going to be hiring a muralist who I'll be training as like my assistant, and then they'll eventually like become their own muralist. Dude, and, that's um, rad. Yeah, that's gonna super. Make, that's gonna cut well. your time in half. I mean, it's probably gonna be a hard learning curve teaching them everything, yep. but eventually. Yep. That's going to be huge for you. Yeah. Eventually, the idea is to have multiple artists working for me, and then they can do a lot of the base coat stuff. So they can maybe handle a lot of the murals because there's a lot of work out there, but I don't have time to do yeah. it or bid on it. So I think it's going to open things up a lot. That's that's going to be a real game changer because you can yeah fill your schedule. Yeah. More projects. Yeah. Wow. 
and and at the same time like be teaching these artists how to be professional muralists on their own and then by working for me who you know I have the license then they can get the experience and then they can get their own license in like two or four years depending Trickle on the down. degree yeah and then boom grow more grow wow. more artists sweet dude yeah <laughs> yeah got a game playing yeah it's exciting it's awesome man um let's see i've got on this little whiteboard that i prepared uh <laughs> your creative perspectives so like you said you're 24 years old uh-huh you're just a baby in this world just a wee baby and i think it's interesting <laughs> like the, the musical perspectives of today and like you know maybe talk a little bit about like what music is okay so like in the past in like the 60s and 70s like an album was a thing right you know like that's how the people did it and then um you know the form changed to like a tape and then it changed to a cd and it's like all the way along like mute the mm-hmm. form of like an album or a group yeah that changed <clears throat> now now it's spotify days yeah and itunes days what yeah like, so it's it's changed you were a born bit. in these days yeah i was born in these days it's for sure uh i still had cds but um so yeah it really has changed more to um a playlist type of situation uh, there's st- I still feel like there's a lot of appreciation for a, an album um, all the way through definitely less than I feel like a lot back in the 60s, 70s, 80s people were trying to create um, a certain vibe with a, a or even like concept albums you don't see that much anymore um, but artists will release um, singles a lot more so every time I've noticed um, when a big artist is going to come out with an album he'll release about half the songs as singles before the whole album comes out to hype people up because you know uh you can you can spend your time you know working on your songs and like fine-tuning them and still keep people interested on the line um and and the the amount of time you have to promote something nowadays is just crazy you know you got to put so much money into it I mean, everyone we've talked to and we're trying to get this new album out is like set half your money aside for for uh, promotion, Whoa. media promotion, you know. And is that through Facebook? Paid, paid advertisements, or? yeah, okay, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, um, you know. And this other thing what we've been doing to try to get your music um, noticed is hitting up people with popular playlists on Spotify yeah. um, through Facebook Messenger. And just being like, hey, really like your playlist. Um, this is one of our songs. Like, you should check it out and maybe, like, put it on your playlist. So, like, this last year we've gotten on, like, four, like, top reggae hits playlists. Nice. Thing. And through that you can see on, like, our distribute, like, our Spotify for Artists. They give you a separate app to kind of track those statistics. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, we, we've gotten, like, half of our plays off those playlists. Because there's people that just put it on, you know, yeah. and shuffle through it. Yeah. So it's it's a weird world you're living in, you know. Yeah. And it's a lot more grassroots. You gotta lift each other up. It's not so like cutthroat. At least in our scene, I've definitely heard, you know, and like more alternative rock scenes, a little bit more cutthroat. But in the reggae scene, people seem to be really nice. Um, trying to vibes, reggae bro. vibes, man. <laughs> it's crazy. It was uh, <clears throat> I saw something. I think it was Bob Marley's like 50th birthday the other day. Nice. And it's like I was like reggae's not been around that long, no. like, at all. No. That's crazy. Such a new, like, scene, really. Yep. There's a lot to be done there. And uh, it kind of sucks. We, we get put, it's like, no matter what genres you say, if reggae's in there, that's what you are. Right. You know, we kind of get that connotation. But we don't play, like, super rootsy reggae stuff. We we try to play a lot with, like, arrangements and timing, so. 
But there's a crowd out there for that, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, so the Spotify thing made me think about, uh, back to Malcolm Gladwell and his book, The Tipping Point. Yes. He talks, it's like a sort of study on, um, how messages get transferred through society. And he says there's basically like three types of people in terms of messaging delivery. There's the mavens, who are the people that are like deep in it. They're the ones that are the experts. They know, they love knowing everything about everything about that one thing. And, uh, and then there's the connectors. Connectors are connected to lots of people, you know, and then there's the average person. Average people are connected to like five or 10 people closely. Connectors are clo- connected to like hundreds mm-hmm. or even thousands or whatever. And then the maven. So what if, if you can connect your message with, if you get it approved by the mavens and then you get it to the connectors who can then legitimize it by connecting with the mavens, then they can get it out to like everybody. That's how your web yeah. comes, becomes And what you're talking about on those Spotify playlists yeah. is basically like mavens and connectors built into the same thing. Yeah. And I think, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's this thing about Tom Petty stand, sitting in a phone booth, and there was like a famous phone booth in Hollywood where you'd go, and they had like numbers of all these record companies, and you'd sit, sit there all day calling each and every one. You know, it's like everyone puts in their work a different way, and it always changes. <laughs> like you can say as much as you want that it's just like that the music scene is, you know, I've heard people saying it's it's dead, you know, because there's, or not dead, but like there's so much bad stuff out there but it's only the only reason it's like that is because it's accessible and you have to do a little more digging you have to be a better consumer yeah you know um i think it's a really positive thing though though i will say spotify does not (coughs) help out artists in any way monetized like you don't make any money off and they make so much money off these people really yeah yeah any like you make like point zero 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 three percent yeah. off each play yeah. and uh, they make a lot of money billionaires yeah, yeah. off your art which really sucks but and it's like you're you're stuck because it's the only way right so like as a consumer I will praise Spotify all day but as an artist who goes distributes through them it's it's pretty awful right YouTube too like you have to get 10,000 subscribers to even monetize nowadays oh yeah yeah you yeah. gotta be up there. You know? Yeah, it's like your whole business model as a musician is completely changing. I mean, it's different now than it was five years ago than it was ten years ago. Like, yeah. And I mean, I remember when like Napster came out and it was this right. like up in arms thing about like, you know, you're gonna just like share our music. Now it's like the whole thing's blown wide open. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like if you can't beat landscape. it, be you know, be in it. like all these big artists that were like against it are now like putting their music out on there because yep. it's. What yep. people are using, and so it's, it's like unfortunate. Touring and then like selling merchandise. I've heard <laughs> well, I think like the plan, you know, got it. Making music, yeah, making money, yeah, yeah. Touring um, definitely helps. Uh, finding local spots where you can, you know, know you have a crowd and know you can make money off out. Um, and I think it's about putting out music to get people to come to your shows. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but concert tickets have gone, like, through the roof. I used to yeah. spend, like, eight bucks on a concert ticket when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. And now, like, I am i don't even win, so I'll, I'll throw down, like, 56 bucks to go yeah. see a good band, yeah. you know? And, like, totally. I get why it's happened, because, you know, no one's making money off CDs anymore. Like, NWA made so much money off their first album. And now it's, like, that same height of an artist can put out an album 
and they'll make a fraction of that. Yeah, like it's you not have to even there. Like it's album a, sales aren't a thing. It's aren't a, they aren't a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and even like vinyls are are making people more money nowadays because right. there's like like I have a I have collect vinyls and I know a bunch of people who do. <laughs> yeah. And you know you pay fifty bucks for those types of things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's insane, man. So you gotta. You gotta get put music out and spend. You spend the same amount of money at making the record as you used to, and you get it out to the distributors for a fraction of, you know, the take home, um, so that people will listen to your music and wow. want to come out to a live show. Your mu your recording is like your part of your marketing budget almost. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's it's pretty brutal. But on the other hand, I mean, if we were in the seventies, would you know would it be any easier? Probably right. not. No. Yeah. Yeah, and like the amount of people that you are connected with, maybe that can like, you know, overshadow or like mm -hmm. overreach the. And the I think setbacks. that's and you, know, you bring up a good point. It's about playing to the right people, yeah. like, meeting those connects, meeting those mavens. Yep. You know. Yep. And t trying to find a way there. And in the art world, I feel like the way that you connect with the maven is being legit, like being the best you that you can be, being like going big in your world because there are mavens that are in your niche mm -hmm. and they're going to appreciate you for that and so like really like it all comes back to the same thing is like you just be you and be the best you you can be and get respect from the people who yep. you know yep. and then they'll really throw matter. you out to the connectors hmm. so we're getting down to it pretty close yes. here but uh, I want to throw out the, the big question yes. what's your definition of art definition of art I feel like any expression of passion you know there's so many things that can be art but any expression that you make with passion I feel like I feel like that's important is for someone to be passionate about something um, there was this really great quote I saw the other day and I'm gonna fuck it up I'm sorry I'm cussing so much <laughs> I've, I've cussed too okay <laughs> uh, but it was uh, our listeners are not offended yeah okay cool. they are yeah Fuck Send you. Us a <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was the lady who played the wife in Miss Huxable in in the Cosby Show. Yeah, she played the wife. I can't remember her name. Oh, I'm gonna say it's like Rashida? Rashad. Rashad. Her last name. Felicia Rashad. Felicia Rashad. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but she she had a, this quote about um, before a baby can uh, walk they dance before a baby can talk they sing, um, and uh, it's like physical expression is um, is made before you know anything technical. That, that was terrible. I paraphrase that. I it was terrible. I but it, but it, it was like it, I was just like art comes to everyone naturally, and I feel like it's about being creative and passionate about something and truly finding your your niche. Um, but everyone's got it in them. Yeah. You know, in a different way. That's what's so beautiful about it and that's what creates such great competition between humans you know it's always it's always competition yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it's the way you perceive everybody's that everybody's got it everyone's got it and everyone's born with a different yeah. natural ability at it you know but um, yeah there was this guy I met who's in um, I wanted to know your perspective on this uh, his name's Mike Pinto and he's big in the reggae scene but uh, we met him in Eugene and I was asking about his craft, you know. I was like, so what, who are you listening to, like, nowadays? Because I always feel like art is, like, inspired by other art. Yeah. And he says, oh, I don't listen to anybody anymore. I try to keep my craft, like, completely my own. 
so I don't listen to any other people's music anymore. I was like, oh my god, that's so sad. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Trying to like take yourself out of a world where you see anyone else's so that you you don't get in right. you don't get any ideas oh, about. Oh man, I mean, part of me wants to be like, no, I want to know <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. But then I see what he's saying. How you don't want to be affected by anybody. I else. get it. Yeah. You know, you want he's like going for his own originality and so he's not trying to be like polluted by any other ideas mm-hmm. out there but you know maybe the best way would be to like oscillate back and forth you know like do or maybe staying out at your genre of music I don't yeah. know but even your genre like yeah. you're gonna want to know what the guy next to you is doing yeah otherwise you're just like kind of unless you're already world. successful it's sort of it feels kind of like that's like choosing to be an ostrich with your head in the ground yeah um, I feel like it would like you definitely want to be separated when you're like and isolated when you are creating. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you want to be like having yeah, have tunes going in your on. head. Right, right, yeah. right. But but you know, I like, feel like there's so much to learn from other people's success. Exactly. And, like, like live your talent. life and then take like two months and go and not listen to anyone and record a bunch of music. Yeah, yeah. If that's what you want to record, do, do yeah. that. I think I would rather go that direction. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, our our light our. Our numbers just turned red here, so we're in the last we're couple in the last, minutes here. That's final, what happens Final there. stretch. Um, so I'm going to do <coughs> the section of the podcast where I acknowledge my guest for being awesome. You know, why why you're here. Kevin, I think you're awesome. I think that it's really admirable what you guys are doing. You're, you're going after it. You moved down here from Eugene, Oregon. You, uh, you know, like it's, it's kind of like your own hero's journey. You guys are... Are, are giving it your all and like and you're learning and you're like it's so cool watching your process watching you and Kyle and Brock and everybody like um, and I can see the the growth and I'm just really excited for you guys and like you know happy to be here like watching it all go through well so, dude I'm really stoked cool. to know you you're a very genuine person one of the most genuine I've met here and uh, I, I respect respect what you're doing as well man I le- I've learned a lot from you thanks good oh, yeah. I learned from you guys too <laughs> that energy, it's that pump. It's yeah, good. that's right, dude. Um, get yeah, out there cool. Get so, uh, yeah, you want to tell the people like where to follow you? Yeah, uh, follow us on uh, the resonatorsmusic.com, uh, Resonators Music uh, Instagram. Um, my name's Kevy Cameron on Instagram. You can follow me. I post fun things. Um, but we got a bunch of shows coming up, and just check out our Spotify page. We'll be coming out with a new album by next year, some point. It's going to be a lot different from our old stuff. It's going to be really more mature. Hmm. So we hope you like it. Dude, awesome. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Anything else for the people? I don't, man. Just yeah. keep living your best lives. <laughs> That's good. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, man. <laughs> Love one another, please. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cheers, man. Cheers. <laughs> So that, my friends, was Kevin Cameron. That was an awesome interview. I had a really good time hanging out with him in the art shack. We got into some really cool stuff. I love how he's so creative and uh, just like a really good writer at this point. He's so young and he's got a lot going for him. He's going after it in the music world, playing in the band with his brother and Brock. And uh, yeah, if you get a chance, definitely go check him out. Give him a follow at The Resonators Music. 
on Instagram. You can find him on YouTube. Definitely check him out on Spotify. Um, reach out to him. Let him know what you think of their music. And yeah, I'm really excited for their uh, upcoming album. I've talked to both he and Kyle a lot about it. And uh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a real step in the right direction there. I mean, already going to their shows over the last year or two, I've I've seen a lot of progression in their music and I'm excited for what's about to come out. So thanks for listening. Uh, again, my name is Taylor Gallegos. You can find me on Instagram at Taylor Gallegos Fine Art. I appreciate you uh, tuning in. Hopefully you're feeling nice and inspired and you go out and do something awesome with your day. Cheers. Thank you.